Hello, AP government. So uh, this podcast is going to be about the uh, weaknesses of the Articles of Confederation, uh, just in case you missed the day that we talked about it, because there's no notes, no notes on uh, E-class. I don't have a PowerPoint for it or anything like that. So I did want to follow up just in case, or if you just wanted to, to listen again uh, to the riveting discussion about the uh, weaknesses of the articles. So on E-class, I did put a uh, graphic organizer. It was mainly for my my own train of thought, uh, so I could talk about each of the weaknesses. And we're concerned uh, in the standard about the weakness, but we also want to know why was it a weakness? You know, it's one thing to just say, hey, the, they couldn't collect taxes. Well, what, what did that lead to? Why was that a problem? Why was that an issue? And then how did the Constitution fix it? So that's uh, kind of the process of what we're going to do. All right. So first up is the, uh, we just said, uh, the fact that the articles could not collect taxes. Now, the problem that comes from this is the fact that the document itself, the Articles of Confederation, the government said in its creation, you're going to pay the debt that is owed. So all the different things that the, the new government owed from the war effort, the borrowing of money from foreign countries, the borrowing of money from private citizens, the borrowing of money from private banks, and just uh, all the costs, the, the, the bills that came in for fighting this war were owed and totaled up to about $27 million. Already. Uh, now, that's a lot of money today, but it's even more back then. You know, we got to do the whole inflationary thing. And so uh, it says you owe this money. This new government is responsible for this debt. However, it then went on to say, but you can't collect taxes. So uh, it had written in there specifically that this new government would not have that power and that ability. Because remember, at the time we had just broken away from England and partly because of the taxes that they had implemented. So we wanted to flip this government on its head and make sure they were not going to do the same thing that England had done. Now, the states were allowed to. So the federal or the, it's not a federal government just yet. That comes later. The national government at the time was able to look back and say, or not look back, but look at the states and see them raising taxes. Some states did it well uh, and were able to have most of their stuff, their finances in pretty good shape. Massachusetts was one, uh, and a couple other other places were able to do that. All righty. Uh, and so they, they were looking and like, well, hey, we, we need to start asking for some money from the states because some of these states are, are doing what they're supposed to and uh, raising money and, and, and paying their debts and things like that. So uh, they decided they're going to ask the states based on its size to pay taxes accordingly. So they asked for about five million dollars uh, from the states in the first year and they got none. All right. So they got zero dollars. Um, <laughs> and that's that's not good. Well, excuse me. They got four hundred thousand dollars. I was going to say they got zero from Georgia is what I was trying to say. And I started thinking about what I was going to say next. And it just uh, got out of control there. Anyways, so they asked for five million. They got four hundred thousand from some from some of the states. But some states didn't like Georgia didn't pay anything. So they're not able to finance any of this stuff. All right. They can't pay. Uh, the veterans uh, of the Revolutionary War, uh, they're not able to pay their bills and their debts. And so it is leading to this kind of the, the states having to pick up the tab for some of the stuff that uh, this new government is actually responsible for. So at least it's a more distrust of the new government and all that kind of stuff. And and we talked about uh, 
the day before, which would have been Monday, uh, we talked about how the fact that um, the lack of, of money, lack of income, and the, the ability to, or the lack of the ability to pay the, the, the soldiers indirectly led to the, the Shays Rebellion because the farmers were not able to pay their debt. They owed taxes to Massachusetts. Uh, and they're unable to pay it, and the government starts to take their land. They start to foreclose on the on the property they had because they got to get payment somehow. And so Daniel Shays and his his group will try and shut down that process of bankrupt bankruptcies. Uh, and so you know all this comes from the fact that it says in the document you can't collect taxes. Now how's it fixed? Well, Article One uh, of the Constitution of the new government is going to give Congress the power and the ability to, to tax. All right, no national currency. So a couple problems here. Uh, first off, we need to recognize that uh, every state was able to have their own money. Now, was there a national currency? Yes, there was the Continental, okay? Uh, but no one wanted that thing because it was worth almost nothing because of the first problem. Uh, they knew and they recognized that this new government had nothing. There was no real backing to this Continental. It was just a promise from this new government, which was shaky at best. We're going to honor this continental dollar or whatever the whatever they were using, okay? Uh, and no one trusted it. Plus, the government and governments had gone kind of crazy and printed off tons and tons and tons of continentals at a time. And so it was really not worth much of anything. So the states had their own currencies. And, and you know, that leads to some problems in and of itself uh, where you're traveling around and you can't pay with your Georgia dollars because you're up in South Carolina or you can't pay with your Virginia dollars because you're up in New York and so on and so forth. You can't trade, it makes it difficult to trade. It wasn't necessarily an individual thing per se because there wasn't as much individual travel as there is today. But when you're trading with other states, uh, it did tend to become an issue at times. Uh, and so this is going to be fixed with uh, Article 1 as well, which says that Congress will you know, create a currency and they're the only ones that can print that stuff off. Uh, no national court system. So no national court system is a, a pretty big deal. Today we have one, and uh, it's important because we have disagreements between states, and it, it could be a state-to-state -state issue. But we also have disagreements in how laws are interpreted from state-to-state, district-to-district, and things like that. Uh, at the time, they didn't have that. And so one court, uh, one state court, could say that they're going to rule this way about a certain law, and then another state could rule another way. There's no national uniformity in the laws. Now, the articles didn't pass many. We're going to see why in just a second. Um, that you know they didn't they didn't have the they didn't have that many laws that got passed. But had this thing continued on, this was going to become a huge issue because you could do one thing, another thing in Virginia, and that's not that's not a good thing. You needed or you do need uh, the laws to be uniform across the board. Think about it at, at school, okay? Uh, if, you know, one classroom says, I'm gonna do this and interpret it this way, and then another classroom interprets it this way, you might run into some problems and issues because maybe in one classroom, you can have yourself on it. And then you go to another classroom, like put that thing away, or I'm taking it away. And so you, you run into problems. Same thing happens on a bigger scale when the country's like that. So how they fix it? Well, they created uh, the court system with Article Three of the Constitution. Uh, the executive branch is pretty quick and easy. Uh, there was no executive branch under the Articles. There was no presidency. Uh, you can't see me, but I'm doing 
air quotes there uh, because it wasn't the president until George Washington took that position and eventually took that title of president. Uh, so under the articles, there was no figurehead. There was no one to look to. This It was just this kind of random anonymous Congress uh, that was up there doing stuff. You know, they weren't doing getting much done because they didn't have much power and much authority. Uh, and so that's a problem. Uh, and it, you know, it can lead, to, we could, we could make an argument that it leads to, to the Shays Rebellion because there's nobody to look to and to, to guide the country through some of the issues that they were facing at the time. So no executive branch is a problem. It's an issue. Uh, and it is fixed by Article 2 of the Constitution, which is going to create the executive branch. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're going to finish up the weaknesses of the Articles of Confederation here. Uh, the next one we have to talk about is the no power to regulate trade amongst the states. And uh, probably need to also include in the, the box there under the weaknesses, they, they could not um, <clears throat> affect foreign trade either. And, and that's a problem. Okay, and we'll talk about why in just a second. But first off, let's talk about So the states, um, you're supposed to be this group, this cohesive unit of states. It was the United States. But the states were always looking out for their own best interests. So big states versus little states, uh, industry versus agriculture, you know, whatever, whatever breakdown you want to do. The states were out for number one, uh, always and forever. Uh, and so one thing they started to do was when they did trade with each other, they started to tax each other. So it's called a tariff. Uh, where, you know, the the federal negative that you were that you read, uh, it used uh, New York and New Jersey. So New York was tariffing, putting taxes uh, on goods coming from New Jersey into New York. So charging New Jersey to bring their goods to this market. And so New Jersey turns around and does the same thing. Other states are doing this as well, where they're taxing uh, the goods coming in from, from each other's states. Uh, now, tariffs are beneficial. They can make money, all right? Uh, you put a tariff on a good coming in, let's say you put $4, that's an easy $4 because if you want to trade in there, you got to pay the money. And it's really, you know, there's no cost uh, to the government with a tax. Uh, but then it also protects the homemade goods. And so uh, if you put a, a tariff on a good, that means that that country or that state has to pay the tax to get their good into your market. Now, Sometimes those goods might be cheaper than the homemade goods. And so now that you put this tariff on there, uh, the, the foreign country, the foreign state has to raise their price to cover the cost of the taxes. So now you've protected the homemade goods as well. So that's a problem. That's an issue. The fact that the states are, are taxing and, and putting tariffs on each other's goods. Uh, once again, we're supposed to be a cohesive unit. We're supposed to work together for the benefit of the country. They also could not uh, affect international trade. And so uh, it got so bad that England was basically like, hey, we're not even going to talk with you, National Congress. We realize you're worthless. And so they just went directly to the states. Now, that could be okay, but the problem is the, the England and other countries started to play the states off of each other. So they'd go to Georgia and say, hey, I've got, I want to trade with you. What are your terms? What are you going to give me to come and bring my goods to your market? Um, and Georgia said, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this for you. We'll, we'll reduce this tariff. We'll do this. We'll do that. So on and so forth. And England said, well, you know what? That sounds really good. But I was up there talking to South Carolina, and they're going to do this for me. Now, whether that was true or not, who knows? But it might 
make Georgia say, well, we really want this business. We really want these goods from England. And they might drop their terms. And then they could go to another state and be like, well, hey, Georgia was going to do this and get even lower terms. So they start playing uh, the states off of each other. So that's a problem and an issue. So it gets fixed by Article 1, which says that Congress is the only one that can control commerce. It's the Commerce Clause. Alrighty. Uh, all right. The last little bit here, uh, the one vote per state, 9 of 13 and 13 of 13. Uh, if you're looking at the graphic organizer, basically it all deals with the Congress uh, of the articles and, and why they were a problem. So we're going to kind of combine them into one thing here. And then we got the military and that's it. Uh, so first off, the one vote per state, every state, no matter how big, no matter how small, uh, you had one vote. So 13 votes and that was it. Uh, there was no, uh, you know, hey, the state's a little bit bigger, they have more population, so their needs might be different than the little states. They didn't recognize that. Uh, and so that's why that's a problem, because once again, the states were looking out for their own best interest. It wasn't, well, let me help this state down here. It might That, that law, that bill, that, that policy might not benefit me, but it is going to help my, my fellow state over there, so I'll vote for it. All right. There was none of that going on, or at least not much. It was all, uh, I'm only going to do what's best for me. And so that's a problem. The nine of 13 states... Uh, to pass a law made it almost impossible to pass a law. That's why the Articles is only known for two pieces of legislation, uh, the land ordinance and the Northwest ordinance. That's it. Okay. And then the 13 out of 13 to amend it, well, th that's almost impossible to get. Th there was no way to make changes to this document because you had to have all the states on board. Uh, Madison and George Pickney had made some recommendations to, to make changes to this thing. And they just uh, that fell on death ears, basically. And so they could not get the support needed uh, to even get a couple states, much less the 13 out of 13. So this is all problems uh, that the, the Constitution fix, fixes uh, by creating a two-house legislature, first off. And so that allowed them to, to do uh, the representation a couple different ways. And so you had the House uh, based on population. You'll have the Senate based on uh, equality. All righty. And then they will change the amendment process. That's something we'll talk, on, talk about uh, and just uh, uh, not in this podcast, but a little bit later. All right, the final one is the no military. Uh, there was no military, and that is seen in the response to, to Shays' Rebellion. There is not a federal response because they had no power, they had no authority to create, keep an army. All right, so they could not have kept the Continental Army around and said, hey, you're going to go do what we want you to. Remember, we didn't like that idea uh, the, of the English having a military amongst us. And so we don't want to do that. And so they, they didn't give the power of the authority. Uh, for this National Congress to do that. So there was no military. So they're going to fix that by Article 1 and 2. Article 1 allows Congress to create, maintain a military. Article 2 makes the president uh, the commander-in-chief. All right. Final point I want to make here is uh, that James Madison wrote extensively that, hey, the Articles is bad. It's a weak government. But the states are to blame as well. The states did not play nice. The states did not play along. The states did not do their part to make this little experiment work. And so uh, he writes pretty harshly about the states and how it is partly their fault that the Articles failed. Obviously, the Articles was, was not the, the strongest government and it wasn't this, this great government, but it could have been a little bit better. It could have maybe had a couple of more years had the states actually played along, had the states paid their taxes, had the states listened um, and kind of worked together versus always looking out for their best interests. Uh, and finally, uh, Madison will pitch, hey, this is why we need a large republic. This is why, uh, yes, the states need to have some power and some authority. He wrote that they were, you know, uh, 
they, they could serve a purpose. But at the end of the day, he wrote small republics, the small st the states, not just the small states, but just all the states won't work because you're going to get taken over by majorities and factions and things like that. It's better for us to have this large republic, the United States, that can make things work. All right, guys, Is uh, if you have questions, please uh, reach out, talking points, email, or ask me in class, uh, and I'll try and answer, you, answer your questions uh, about this topic. Uh, but this is topic 1.4 from the College Board uh, about the weaknesses of the Articles of Confederation. All right, guys, I'll talk to you in class. Take care. Bye-bye.